Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we are taking the the message from our Sunday services and really taking that monologue and turning it into a dialogue where we can actually sit down, have a conversation, get into some of the the nitty gritty, get into some of the practical stuff. And uh, today we are talking about everybody's favorite subjects. We're going to talk about money. Uh, and uh, we had uh, an amazing guest with us on Sunday, Joe Sengel. Uh, and if you don't know Joe's work, we'll, we'll put some links to him uh, down in our show notes because you, you need to know Joe. Uh, Joe is definitely the guy that you need to turn to for financial help and advice. It's biblical, it's practical, and it is uh, effective. So uh, check out Joe's stuff. We had a, a pleasure of having him with us. But today I get a different guest. I got my friend pastor harry valentine yes i'm fired up come on now you gotta get fired up uh, fired up. and uh and harry is he is our resident entrepreneur uh this man uh i feel like he's on staff with us but sometimes i don't know sometimes i feel like he's just he just floating through on right. his way to another project uh yeah. but uh yeah. definitely has a mind for for entrepreneurship and kind of really always has you know when yeah. we talk stories like I me mean, you had a gene company like what, for sure the, you, you've done a little bit of everything you're mostly in real estate right now mm -hmm. you had a cleaning business like I, you got all kinds of stuff i don't even know what's yes. going on yes but uh i would say in this dialogue in this conversation mm -hmm. sitting at this table you're the expert so i'm gonna try and shut up as much <laughs> as possible today and just let you uh teach us all a little bit about uh how we can actually handle our finances the right sure. way so what what was what, what's your impressions of Joe? Joe. So Joe goes back for me, and he's helped me a lot, uh, my wife and I, uh, because we went into a life group in mm -hmm. Blue Island yep. several years ago uh, where we took on this life group and took on the challenge to um, changing up the way that we were handling our finances. Yep. And it was that from that point on, we were intentional about yep. seeing every dollar naming every dollar, putting in the right uh, investments and being disciplined in areas so that we could produce yeah. the very thing we Because that was the, uh, I was broke, now I'm not yeah. uh, small group. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was good stuff. Uh, yeah. I learned a lot, and we, we got we got debt-free, my wife and I, from from going through that class. So it was, yep. was kind of cool, like, going through it with people while, like, benefiting <laughs> sure. from, from the experience. Yeah, and I love Joe because he's so practical. Yeah. Like he gives it to you in a way that you understand it biblically, yeah. but then also he gives you the resource and the tools yep. to walk it out day to day. Yep. That's so important. Yep. And he's got passion. He's got energy. He's fired up. You know, sometimes <laughs> when people start talking about money, it's just a, it's right. a snooze fest, but not with Joe. Joe is exciting. Uh, I'm there for his bad jokes. Uh, <laughs> you know, his puns just never stop. And uh, I'm there for it. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I look forward to um, kind of diving into uh, some of the things that Joe had brought to life for us mm -hmm. on Sunday, man, and um, seeing ways that I could add some value yeah, yeah. to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we'll we'll dive straight in. So his very first point uh, was uh, we got to go from struggle to surplus, uh, mm. and that that idea of struggle to surplus really wrapped into sowing and reaping, mm -hmm. uh, which is something you probably hear a lot at churches. You know, it's it's one of our favorite things to talk about. Uh, when it comes to finances, yeah. uh, but I loved what, so he, he said, if you're planting one thing and expecting to harvest something different, that's crazy. And yeah. I was just like, it is crazy. And we mm -hmm. know it's crazy, but we do it all the time for sure. Right. And so even before we get into the financial side of that, what does that look like just in life? So if, if you're, if you're in life and you're sowing one thing, expecting to reap a harvest of something totally different, what what is that? What what do you where do you think people are getting that wrong? I think it's rooted in in the discipline. Mm -hmm. I, I think most people really want to see the harvest or the outcome of mm -hmm. of the fruit, right? Yep. However, it's that the early stages of preparation, yep. right? Mindset, and and I know that that's where a lot of that starts in the mindset yep. in the beginning stages and getting your mindset to a place to understand that I need to prepare the soil yep. right before I even plant the seed mm -hmm. because hard soil seed don't mix yep. right and so uh, I think this preparation being educated understanding mm -hmm. um, gets resources coaches, someone that'll help you prepare the soil mm -hmm. before you get going. And yeah. I think oftentimes we rush that process yep. because we want to see the fruit of of that harvest or that seed 
and then we end up receiving Man. pineapples when we put in <laughs> for watermelons. We're, we're, we're planting watermelons yeah. and picking up uh, bananas. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, and you said something at the start there um, that is about discipline. Yeah. Because I think, I think that, man, some of us are allergic to work. Yeah. And, and planting is hard work. For sure. Um, and so I think for some of us, and I say some of us, I mean me, uh, <laughs> there are definitely times in my life when I, I took the easy route. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, if I'm going to plant the right thing, that means I've got to go cultivate a field. I've got to dig up the soil. I've got to go out. I've got to get the right seed yeah. for the climate and the timing. And I've got to do some study. i got to do some research. Or I could just reach in my pocket and whatever I got, just throw that out there. Sure. And I think a lot of times we end up harvesting stuff that we didn't even realize we planted because mm. we're not being intentional with what we're doing. And that intentionality comes right back to that word uh, discipline. Yeah. You know, how disciplined are we? Because sometimes it's easier to swipe uh, a credit card than it is to, okay, do I really need this? And can I can I plan for this? Like mm-hmm. my, my son wanted to buy something the other day and uh, I looked at his bank account and he had like $30 and it's like a $500 thing. And I was like, okay, well you make $5 a week. So it's going to take you two years uh, to be able to get that. You want to wait two years to be able to get it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think um, to this area of discipline, that awareness of you being the soil. And so really tilling through those areas, the lack of discipline, mm-hmm. uh, maybe those spending habits, even uh, whatever the lifestyle is, to expose the areas that you need to um, make right, yeah. right, to soften up, soften up the soil. And I know early on, when Crystal and I, my wife, looked at ourselves spending budget, we were overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people stop. Because when I look at bills, when I look at responsibilities, yeah. when I look at the way that I'm living, it exposes me. Yeah, yeah. And now I see my soil and say, that's pretty hard. How can I move past all of this? Yeah. So we avoid it and just say, hey, I think I've been doing a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. I'll just take what I have, yeah. right? But if you want a different outcome, if you want yeah. something different, you have to make the changes. Yeah, you got to do something different. Got to do something different. Yep. And so uh, it's not easy. The first few steps are really, really difficult. Yeah. But the moment you start to see the snowball rolling, yep. The moment you see that, the top of that, yep. You know, dude, that plant, debt snowball oh, is a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Live that myself, and I was like, I think we had like four different debts, and I was like, there's no way we're gonna be able to do this. And we took the smallest one, and we we paid it off, and mm-hmm. took that payment, rolled it right oh, into the next in. one. And it was like the first like six months, it was real slow. We didn't see numbers changing at all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the next two years, it was just like this thing just went. Whoosh, yep, it was just done. Like that's but, cool. <laughs> yeah, just just think about that. You you made a decision one day, and mm-hmm. then it was two years later. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to wait yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah I want to. Two be free right now. Right. Yeah. Like, that seems like a long time. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. you got to understand, like, what took yeah. five years, seven years yeah. to create with the proper discipline only took you two. Yeah. So it takes time to kind of undo some of those habits. Yeah. Um, and you have to just lock in and say, all right, mindset over what I really want yep. and just move towards Man, if, making if that step. That that whole concept of delayed gratification, Oof. even even in our so we're talking about budgeting, but even on the purchasing side, it's like I want I want the TV for this Sunday's football game. Yep. Okay. Do you have the money for it right now? No. So mm-hmm. you're gonna swipe it. Well, what if instead of swiping it, you you saved the money that you need, yeah. and then you bought that TV in six months? And like people's responses, but I don't want it in six months. I want <laughs> it now. now. <laughs> and that's that's the issue. Yes, um, it, yes. It's funny. I was laughing. Uh, the Michael Scott, uh, the office. Um, uh-huh. He has a moment where he's wanting to get a baby, and somebody's like trying to talk him out of it. And they're like, you know, it can. It's a really long process to adopt a child. Like it, it could be like a six months, a year. He's like, I don't even know if I want a baby in a year. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in that moment, he's like, that's why you probably shouldn't. And so somebody that's like, man, I don't even know if I want that thing down the road. I want it right now. It's like, ooh, you really you need to hold off. Yeah. You know, I I get some feedback. So we, we do one on one coaching mm-hmm. in, in the space of investment mm-hmm. in real estate. And, and there's moments where we start the conversation uh, when we really kind of are a little hard early on. Yeah. It's just OK do you really want the thing 
that you are expiring yeah. to have. Like if yeah. you really want it, you have to keep your why in front of you yep. because there's going to be moments where you're going to want something right now, but you always have to look at what you're working towards yeah. and say, is, is, is it me getting this right now going to slow yeah. me down from that? Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, it's not worth it. And delayed yeah. gratification does not feel good. Yeah. It don't. But yep. it's necessary in order to get what you really want. Yep. So we had a one on one session and was like, hey, um, yeah, you know, you can't complain about something you're not working towards. Mm-hmm. You can't complain about credit if you're not taking the steps yep. to repair your credit. Yep. If you're not putting the discipline in to have a better credit score, yep. don't complain about it. And yep. so we start there because we have to get people to understand like it's really it's you it's us we're in the way so if you put some things aside have that delayed gratification to see the bigger picture and as the pieces start to fall in place you'll say hey i like this better it feels better yeah right so The, the the funny thing with that whole delayed gratification i don't know if this has ever happened to you it's happened to me where there was something that i was like i really want that thing yeah but I, I stopped myself. I didn't swipe. I didn't mm-hmm. buy it. It was like, I really want this thing. I know I want it. I need this thing in my life. And I said no. And I was like, I don't have the money right now. I'm going to set aside some money. When I do have the money, then I'll buy it. And I've noticed, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I, I get enough money to purchase the thing, and I realize I don't even you want don't the thing anymore. Yep. Uh, and then the yep. opposite has also happened where, like, buyer's remorse is, real. is very real. Yeah. And it's like, man, I really want that thing. And I'll buy it and, like, a day later, I'm like, I really shouldn't have bought that. <laughs> right. even, I'm not yeah. even using it. I don't even need it. It's collecting mm-hmm. dust. It's like, man, I blew it. Yeah. You know, that 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 point of delaying what you want and just portioning out a pieces mm-hmm. in order to, to get the very thing that you, you really want. Um, I think what happens in that is you're, you're changing your mindset to how you approach spending and yep. your habits are changing. So even with that portioning of putting a name to each dollar, yep. every cent that come in, okay, this is mine, right? This is God's, okay? Mm-hmm. This is children, this is yep. savings, this is splurge, this is family, this yep. is... Once you do that, you, you kind of get this this picture of how your money is being spent. Yep. And so now I arrive to the point where I've saved up this, but now I'm looking at, wow, this area has increased. My yeah. savings is going up. I think I would want this over here now. I don't need that. So I yeah. think it's just a change of, of, of discipline yep. in that process while you're delaying the gratification and doing things the proper way, taking the yep. proper steps. You find yourself getting to a place where it's like, I really don't need that. I think yeah, I'm yeah. okay with, yeah, yeah. with this because I could get closer to my, my big goal if I just push everything yep. over on this side. But there should be portion too. You should have a – so – Quick story. Um, we started off really just cold turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we a lot of people do. No, like the whole rice and beans, and we're, we ain't yeah, buying nothing not, else. Not, nothing. And Although you're vegetarian, so rice and beans <laughs> that's sounds easy, great to right? You. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to this point where we had great savings, great credit. Yeah. But we felt miserable. Yeah. Like we didn't portion anything. Yeah, you cut the fun out of your life. Yes. And we were like, we cannot do this. And so what happened was we start to spend and then we start to overspend because we hadn't spent yep. in a while. So you yep. need to portion that out yep. too. Yep. You have to have where, okay, here's some spending. Yeah. You gotta spend a little because the moment you start spending, it's hard to stop, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah. in the process process of obtaining and uh, reaping and, and trying to establish a new lifestyle in the space of your financial uh, landscape, you have to portion out that spending. Spend yeah, yeah. some yeah, because it could really bite you in the butt for sure. Yeah, and I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people will make when they're creating their budget because their budget, they're like, everything is that like isn't food and bills is going towards knocking out this mm-hmm. debt. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, your kid's shoes just wore out and you need to buy new shoes, yeah. but you didn't budget for it. Mm-hmm. So now what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, your kids need new clothes and the car is going to break down. Like you have to be intelligent when you're budgeting. And that's, that's why I love when Joe Sangle really walks people through 
how to budget. It's why I love we're, we're doing classes uh, every Monday night uh, mm-hmm. for people starting next week. And uh, it really will walk people through like how to sit down with an actual zero dollar budget yep. uh, and and make every dollar have a home yep. <laughs> uh, and and really not neglect things like in in his uh, in his financial learning experience. He talks about, hey, we need to adjust this budget. How much of the uh, fun money? Should we cut from this? And like half the people are like, all of it. We don't need to have no fun. And he's like, that's a bad idea. Right? Yes. So like, yeah, yes. we can cut some of it, but you're not removing it from your budget because sure. you, you need to be able to enjoy life too. Yeah. Or else you run into the, the problem that you had where it's yeah. like you can go six months cold turkey, but at some point you're like, man, we had not have fun in forever. Let's go on vacation. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're like, it's a Disney vacation <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> we're spending eight grand, you know, yeah. and it's like, dude, you went from nothing to everything. Exactly. Like, there needs to be portion control. Sure. For yeah. sure. And there's ways to have free fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just have to plan it. Yep. Be a little That's more right. intentional. That's right. Right. Uh, in the way that you do it. And I think finding ways to do that, if you want to have that cold turkey approach, but yet still find balance in yeah. it. Because if you have a wife, yeah, right, and kids, um, but speaking to husbands yeah. and wives, you you want to make sure that you yeah. you have that reciprocating intentional time with yeah. each other, and it costs to do that. But you could be more intentional of just creating those free moments. It, it's why most nutritionists will even give you a cheat day in your diet. For like sure. it's like, hey, you, you need a, a moment to just relax sure a moment yeah. but if if every day is a cheat day <laughs> that's when the problem is and For so sure. it's like when when you know this portion of my budget is going towards fun and we're sticking to it mm-hmm. like if i got a hundred dollars for my fun budget and this thing's going to be 110 dollars, i ain't doing it yep um or i've got to adjust my budget somehow yep um and so if stick to it but have a have a place for it mm-hmm. and and really this this conversation of going from um from struggle to surplus really it takes work Yes. Right there, there's no way to get there unless you put in the work, and that work starts with understanding the principle of sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. What, what are we what are we sowing? And look, that's more than just financial too, yes. right? Like you could be sowing a bunch of crazy activity, mm-hmm. and you're reaping exhaustion, and you're like, why am I so tired all the time? Yes, like my my wife was elbowing me so hard on Sunday because <laughs> I keep telling her, I'm like, man, I'm so tired. And she's like, we're doing too much. Like every night of the week, something's going mm-hmm. on. Like when's the last time you went to bed at a decent hour? And I was like, yeah, it's been a while. You're right, it's been a while. <laughs> um, and so like we we have to be careful. What are we sowing, and what are we reaping? And then when we bring it into the financial side that struggle the surplus it is all built on budget for sure there is there is no way around this I'll, I'll look directly at the camera and tell you right now there is no way around budgeting like it's something you have to do if you want to do anything financially you got to budget you got to it, it has to happen it does uh we say this all the time what does the black and white say yeah because it's not what i said yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. um and it's one of the things that has helped <laughs> Uh, in our marriage is yep. because it's not me saying no yep. or it's not you saying yep. no it's what I've, I've used that on my wife the before budget says. <laughs> she's she's like she's like but I'm, I'm saying yes we need this and i'm like well you might be saying yes but the bank account is saying no <laughs> so <laughs> so which one are we going to listen to here uh but yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so this this man this this whole concept of of budgeting of sowing and reaping all of that it real really will take you from struggle uh to surplus For sure but there's uh, there's a couple of things that are really going to be vital in that conversation. And one is a word that, man, I feel like I don't know if this has always been the case or maybe it's just YouTube. And now you're hearing everybody's opinion. Yeah. But there are a lot of opinions on tithing For sure. in the church. And so I don't know if I should give you a chance or I should give my my response to the tithing go question because uh, we're, we're joking uh, before the show that my uh, my approach to tithing or my thought process on tithing is controversial uh-huh. uh, because both sides of the conversation hate my response. <laughs> uh, but I feel like my response is biblical. Uh-huh. So uh, for those that are wondering tithing, is that something for today or not? Do we have to tithe? My answer is no. Tithing is not for today. Uh, tithing is not something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And people on one side will be like, oh, thank God. Problem is what I just said is not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, tithing is not required in the same way that in the Ten Commandments, when it says thou shalt not kill, that's no longer the requirement today. Here's the problem. Because everybody's like, that's not true. You're still not supposed to kill people. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Bear with me. 
everything in the Old Testament, every, all the commands, all the laws, all the requirements, all the stuff. What does Jesus do with those things in the New Testament? Double does he down. get rid of them or does he get to the heart issue? For sure. He gets to the heart issue with every single one. So he takes thou shalt not kill and he changes it or thou shalt not murder. Let's get it accurate. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not murder. And he turns it into if you hate your brother, mm -hmm. you've already committed murder. What's harder to do? Is it harder to not kill somebody or is it harder not to hate them? For sure. <laughs> Hopefully it's harder for you just not to hate, hate them. them. Like yeah. not killing somebody, that's easy. Okay. Uh, Old Testament says don't commit adultery. New Testament, Jesus says, if you look uh, at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Mm -hmm. So he takes the command and he brings it into a heart issue. Yeah. So if the command in the old was to give 10%, why would we think that Jesus's response in the New Testament would be anything less than 10%? Mm. Where every other command, every other requirement that he gives is greater than. Yeah. It, he makes it more difficult, more challenging, and digs right into the mm. heart issue behind everything. So, is tithing a New Testament principle? No. The New Testament principle is generosity. Yep. The problem is, and this is my math, and this is, this is where I upset people on both <laughs> sides. My math says that you are not generous until the 11th percent. Mm. If 10% was the requirement of the Old Testament, yeah. And Jesus says, but I don't want you to tithe. I want you to be generous. It's not generous of me to give anything less than 10%. Mm. It's anything less than 10% would even just be a lack of obedience. For sure. 10% is just giving back to God what throughout scripture is listed or is referred to as what belongs to him. The 10% belongs to him. So if I'm, if you loan me $10 and I give you $10 back, I'm not being generous. Yeah. If you loan me $10 and I give you 15 I'm being generous for sure. And you're going to want to loan me more money yeah, yeah. in the future. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so generosity for me is 11% mm -hmm. and up. Uh, and throughout scripture, we see this principle of percentage based giving. Yeah. And so I think that today we should still have percentage based giving, even going down to, I know we're getting in the weeds, but even yeah. going down to when Jesus praises uh, the, the widow that gives the two mites, the two yeah. little coins, that was a percentage based giving. Yeah. He praises her not because she gave more than other people, but she gave a greater percentage yeah. than other people. Right. And so for me, it's still percentage-based giving is a principle in scripture. For sure. Uh, tithing, Old Testament, New Testament is generosity. But yeah. if generosity to you means 5%, you ain't being generous. Yeah. Ooh. And so that's my controversial take because the people that are like, tithing is absolutely still a New Testament thing. I'm like, nah, not really. Yeah. I mean, Jesus says you should tithe, but he technically says that before the cross before the resurrection mm -hmm. so it's still part of old covenant like you you can make arguments for sure. why that does or doesn't apply and i'm just i'm i'm not there for the argument instead i'm just going to go past the argument and just say okay what's the hard issue yeah and if 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 you're approaching tithe is you don't like the word tithe because it's requiring 10 percent of you and it's mm -hmm. greedy of the church and it's greedy of this and the, the storehouse isn't even about the church it's about yeah look just are you being generous by giving less than absolutely and I love it. I love it. I love it because it is. I love that you love it because most people hate it. Most people no. listen to that and they're like, this guy, I hate him. Because it, it always points back to the heart. Yeah. Where's your heart in yep. this? Is 10% I do that because I, I feel obligated to do it? Yep. Or is your heart saying I give the yep. the 10, right, because I've, I understand the importance and the heart behind yeah. what God wants for us, Yeah. right? But then there's a more to that yep and jesus brings that to light yep he says okay be generous right be cheerful in your giving yep that means that i need to go a step above yep what's required of me to do that and oftentimes that may or may not look like that 11 percent in the financing of mm -hmm. okay giving what what i should that could be in in my opinion i feel there's times where we find ourselves after we do the budget and run it down, it's like, wow, we actually gave like yeah. 20, 30% yeah. of, of our income yeah. uh, in other ways. Yep. Okay, special campaign, right? Yep. We want to give and donate towards this. We didn't write tithe on it, but yep. we gave out of our generosity, yep. right? We gave. And, and a special project, like right now, we're giving away uh, sleeping, sleeping bags, bags. Uh, to, yeah. to immigrants in, in Chicago. Uh, yeah, we do special projects all the time. So, like, I. Um, I automate uh, three three giving things. Um, so the, these are three things I don't think about. 
um, one is tithe. So I, I do tithe. 10% yep. is an automatic um, thing that comes out because I want to make sure that I'm generous. Mm-hmm. And so I got to at least meet the bare minimum. Yep. <laughs> and to me, and this, this is my conviction, and we could argue theologically with, with whoever yeah. wants to argue it, but my conviction. So 10% is an automatic tithe. I have missions giving uh, mm-hmm. that is an automatic uh, uh, deduction. At every time I get paid, there's a portion of my pay that I send directly into uh, missions. Uh, the third is uh, we have uh, a special campaign. So we're, we're trying to do, it's technically missions, but I do it as a separate thing. But we have this project for Senegal. Uh, and so I have an automated uh, every every two weeks something comes out to go towards uh, that. All three of those things are automated. And then I get to have spontaneous giving, mm-hmm. um, which I love. I love spontaneous giving. Yes. I, I appreciate the structure and the yep. consistency of I don't have to think about these things. Yep. It's automatic. Right. Um, but then I get to be spontaneous with giving. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about this in a bit, but that line item says, uh, you know, intentionally generous. Yes. Or intentionally bless others. I love that. Yes. Um, my wife and I, we used to carry cash for that. We stopped carrying cash. And I just ran into somebody the other day where I was like, man, I wish I had that cash. Yeah. And so yeah. my wife and I were talking about, okay, we got to bring that, that part of it back because sure. our intentional has been like sending people Grubhub and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just sending Venmo to whoever for whatever yeah. and, and just random generosity that way. I'm a digital person. So cash yeah, is I weird mean, to me. Right Papers. Yeah. I <laughs> but I think I need to get back yeah, to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I love just that spontaneous. Somebody's mm-hmm. in need. I'm able to do something about it in the moment. Yep. And for me, that's that's where that heart of generosity grows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have also seen the blessing of being recipients of that generosity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just being on the other end of that where someone just thought about you yeah. to be generous, to bless you and, yeah. and not knowing where you are man, in life. Man. Right. That has been a blessing. And so for us is like we we want to see others yeah. right experience God's love yep. through us. And we get to do that in this space of of giving. Yep. Uh, because it always redirects. It helps your heart, keeps your heart tender, yeah, yeah, soft yeah, yeah. and plushy. Yeah. Um, for other people and their needs yep. where you don't have to, you know, focus on I, me, yep. what I need, because God is a sovereign God. He's faithful and he always provides. I look yep. up and I say, how, yeah, yeah. how did we, how are we? And God said, because your heart, yep. right? Because your heart to, to sow into yep. others, continue to sow into others and keep your heart. And, and what I want to highlight there, and cause I know this is true of your story. I know it's true of my story. Um, some people have this wait until attitude mm-hmm. to generosity. It's like, while I'm struggling, I can't be generous. But once I have a surplus, mm. I'll be generous with a surplus. And it's like, if you're not generous in your struggle, you're not going to be generous in your surplus either. Ooh. Like it just, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, and so like, there are times when my wife and I, we were broker than broke, didn't have two nickels rubbed together, uh, getting food from a food pantry just to make ends meet. And yet we still found ways to be generous. Uh, yep. Uh, and sometimes it even was generous with our finances. Like sometimes we say, you know, you can be generous with your time and you can be generous yeah. with your work. And yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. But man, the widow had two mites. Two mites. And she was generous. That's In right. her lack, she was generous. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that for anybody that's listening, that's thinking once I get debt free, then I can be generous. Once I get a surplus, then I'll I'll be generous. Once that investment pays off, then I can be generous. It's like, look, even if it's $5, I think, I think Joe said, you know, even if, even if it's just $5 in that line item for intentionally bless others, buy somebody coffee this month. And every month you you bring in a cup of coffee for your coworker. That's That's generosity. Absolutely. You start where you are, because if you're waiting for a certain moment to then become a generous person, it ain't happening. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, and to your to your point, it's a heart issue. Yeah, no matter absolutely. if you have a dollar to give, yep, or ten, yep, or twenty, and as God sees fit for you to bless others and provide you with more, He said, yep. uh, in in the the parable of of the the talents, mm-hmm. right? You you yeah. see, God says, uh, "Well done, good and faithful." Yep, right. So those are the three things that I look. That is one of my favorite because I just want God to look at me and say, well done, good Good and faithful. faithful. Um, And and the things of what he's entrusted me with to not only just the financial piece, 
but to my marriage, but yep. to my children, but to my church. Yep. That the thing that I, I reap, I give, I want them to look at me and say, well done. Yep. Thank you, Lord. And then good, and but then faithful. But in, in it all from what he provides, the little he said, now I'm going to bless you with more because you were a good steward over the little yep. things. But it's in that space where discipline takes place that in order to steward something well, in order for God to bless you with more, you have to steward the very thing yep. and be disciplined with the, the little that he's giving you. So if that's two mites, that's a heart issue for you to say, hey, yep. I'm going to give this out of because I do truly believe that what we give unto the Lord and we give for the Lord, God will bless. He will yep. bless that. And that's not what we look for, but we see it in Scripture how God has just been a generous God. And yep. if, if we we look to to be more like him in his way, his way of giving, giving his son and and and, and doing those things for us. Why would we not yep. be a generous giver? That's right. It. And not held to obligation yep. because that's what the Bible tells us to yep. bless to be a blessing. That's right. That's it. All right. So we took a lot of time with that one. So we'll, we'll try and try and speed up. We'll try our best. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, so his second point was about uh, going from O to own. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's really this idea of debt, right? And he used, yep. I think his Proverbs talks about, you know, the, the borrower is slave to the lender. Mm -hmm. uh, and man, that's just a reality of life. It is. Uh, how, how does somebody go from owing to owning? What, what does that process look like in your, in your mind? Owing to owning. So in this world of, I guess I'll start like in real estate. Um, there's a, a such thing as bad debt and good debt. Okay. Right. Um, so essentially, we all have had experience bad debt. Mm -hmm. Bad debt meaning that credit card, yep. you're talking 25, 30%, right? Good debt can fall underneath, okay, I have a home that mm -hmm. I'm renting out, yep. right? I'm receiving yep. the- I have a debt on that, but I'm, I'm making money exactly, on it as well. as a result of that. Yep. So owning, owing to owning kind of starts with this acquiring the good debt. Mm -hmm. Right. Eliminating bad debt, acquiring good debt to help offset some of your living expenses, yeah. your living costs and get to a point of place where now the, the good debt is in return opening up opportunity for you to have that surplus. Yeah. Right. Um, and it again, it's all a process. Right. But the the owing part of it is just identifying those areas where I owe that are really just man bleeding yep leaking out like yep. i'm not having any opportunity to 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 give or save or yep. invest and those are the three pots that we're intentional of, of pouring yep. into is okay here's our giving yeah here's our saving and here's our investing yep and if you look at the owing part of that debt to say okay well i can't i'm giving like even if you find yourself giving great but i don't have any room for saving and for sure, I don't have any room for investing. You yep. have to look at the bad debt and say, what can I alleviate and do something as similar as the, the snowball effect yep. to open up opportunity so that yeah. you could give, you could save, and you can invest. Yep. And it doesn't matter how much you, you do, right? Yep. You, yeah, the 10%, if that's, okay, do that. But if you only could do 5% of your savings, if you're going to do 5% in your investment, you have to do it. Yeah. I had... um my financial advisor over 10 years ago, somebody gave him my number. I think it was a friend. He gave him my number. He called us. And at that time I was just trying to pay bills. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm not thinking about a financial right, advisor. A, I know, advisor? I know my finances, uh, they are They're rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's your advice. Zero. Uh, you need more. <laughs> and when I tell you his persistency, uh, he called me every single day, almost man, text, leaving a voicemail. And I'm like, just meet me with, for coffee. I said, okay, sure. And I literally, listen, I can't. Like, I just doesn't have you said, you can. And he broke down like, hey, do you guys like go out to eat or you know stop and get lunch or drink a coffee? He said, if you could just do $10 a month, $10. Now, he was selling, but yeah. that was the best decision I made in that season of my life of just taking time to see, see my need, right, yeah. see what I had in front of me. And someone pushing him, just being persistent. Oftentimes, you can't see it because you're not, you don't want to see it, yeah. right? And he was able to allow for us to see, like, you can do this. So that ten turned into twenty five dollars, 
when we didn't have. That $25 turned into $50. That $50 turned into 100 and it just kept yeah, snowballing. Yeah. Now he said, oh, we're going to do this product. We're going to do this product. And he set us up where, where now it's kind of like doing its own thing. Right, but all it takes is some small portions. Yeah. You gotta start somewhere. Start somewhere, okay? Start somewhere. Give, save, and invest. Yeah. And perhaps there was a season where we ran into where we had the pool savings. We weren't saving as much. Yeah. But we were still investing because we had started somewhere. So you have to allow to yeah. make sure you portion out. Do something today. Yeah. A dollar, ten, five, four, whatever you have, yeah, yeah. do it yeah. today. Talk with somebody, get a coach; they'll yep. help you. Yep. Yeah, it, it's funny. The 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 really there's only two solutions to any money problem. Uh, you either need to make more or you need to spend less. For sure. Like there's, I mean, that's it. That's yeah. that is the the solution yeah. to everyone's problem. Yep. And the the thing though is, I would even argue that one of those problems is solve that problem, and you don't really solve the overall problem. Because what I've seen is that people that don't make enough because they're spending too much, they get another job and their their money increases, but their spending habit never got corrected. Sure. And so they just now spend at the new level. Yep. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are like, man, I'm making more money now than I ever have. And I'm struggling financially more now than I ever have. Yep. Uh, because they never figured out how to get on that budget mm-hmm. and how to actually allocate where's the money going. But they got a pay raise. And with that pay raise, that came with a new wardrobe and yep. a new car. Yep. And now I'm eating out at these restaurants. Yep. Like, I remember there's a time when, like, going to McDonald's for my family was basically what it's on the dollar menu for, for me and Soul, mm-hmm. and then the kids' meal for, for the kids. And then all of a sudden, we got a raise. And all of a sudden it was like, hey, we can go to McDonald's. Anybody can get a menu, uh, a meal. Like you can. Now all of a sudden it wasn't the dollar menu. Now all of a sudden it was no, give me a number. Meal. What number you want? You want number one? You want a number two? You want a number three? We got it. And all of a sudden it's like, man, we we need to we need to bring some control back. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Like we're, exactly. We're, we made you know X number of dollars more, but all of a sudden we started spending more than more than the raise. And yes. it was like, ooh, this is not healthy. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, and so. When it comes to this owing to owning, for me, I think it, you know, it, it's got to be built off of that budget. It's got to be built off of uh, becoming debt free in the the bad debt sense, mm-hmm. um, because it, as long as you've got that bad debt still happening, there, there's not a lot you can do to get ahead. For sure, uh, because that's always going to be pulling down on you. And mm-hmm. not only that, but it's there's a lot of people that's like, okay, my investment is is bringing me five percent. But my debt is 20%. Yeah. You're negative 15. You're negative 15. For sure. <laughs> like, so like, yeah, you're making money over here, but you're losing more by not paying off that debt. Negative so 15. you've got to, you've got to get rid of the debt first. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. so, uh, and, and what I've, what I've noticed and, and Joe talks about this some is it's this idea of, um, margin, uh, creates, uh, room for your mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so many times when, uh, if we have no margin, we have no mission because yeah. we can't say yes to the things God is telling us to say yes to, mm-hmm. because we're, we're held back by a debt mm-hmm. where it's like, man, I, I know God's telling me to, to go take this job and, and work in this community and do this thing, but it's a pay cut and I can't afford it. Yeah. Or it's like, man, I know God keeps saying that I need to go on a missions trip. Yeah. But I can't I can't go on a mission a mission trip, even if I got everybody else to pay for the trip. Yeah. I still like I'd stop. be I'd, I I'd be out of work mm-hmm. for that time. I don't have the vacation days. I can't do it. I've got yep. this debt. I've got to pay. I've got these bills. And there's so many times when I think God is is asking us to do something and our obedience isn't dictated by our heart to serve God. Mm. But our obedience is being dictated by our our debt circumstance. And it's wow. the circumstances. It's Ooh. it's what I'm stuck. I I have these obligations, and I don't want to be the guy that doesn't doesn't pay his debts. Right. Right. And so I have to say no to some things that God is telling me to say yes to. Mm. And now all of a sudden, this obedience problem is it's it's a money problem. Yeah. And and this is why the Bible talks about being slave. Yeah. Slave you to are that slave because. To that. Yep. You're bound to every decision that you make. Yep. Everything that dictates what you want to do yep. is dictated by that. Yep. And and that's why it's important to free yourself up, to yep. have margin. And yes, don't compare your margin with others. Yeah. Because what your margin is, God sees that. Yep. Right. 
um, and you you have to take the steps in your budget and that's a word no one wants to hear because that means I have to change some things up but if you get your budget in order to see where those areas where you could provide margin because all it might just be a slight change in in a week lifestyle from work to home taking a lunch versus going to Starbucks yep right like doing your thing and that to say wow I just saved $120 just this month that margin is exactly what you need to now invest in IRA right to now invest more yep. in your 401k yep. or to invest more in that business that you were thinking yep. about now you start. can actually take advantage of your company's uh matching uh max it out yep. right go for it um and so you're absolutely right the margin is is so important yep. you know you you create margin to then create the mission yep. to and the mission could be that personal mission that you yep. have uh the mission that god has placed in your heart a yep. mission for the body of christ moving the kingdom forward or even that that mission to send your kids off you know for college set them up for college or whatever that mission is you you definitely need the margin in order to do it simple as that yeah and i think that's why you know we always talk about knowing your why for sure Uh, and i think that going from from owing to owning if you've got that why in front of you and and the why could be different i i know a guy that his why he's like i want to i want to be able to write a million dollar check Mm. like to to a charity he's like i want i want to be the guy that says you need a million dollars Here's a million dollars for sure, and I'm like, dude, send me his like, email, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I got other friends that are like, hey, I, I want to be able to send my coll- my kids to college for yep. free. Like, I don't want them to take on student loans the way I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, that's their goal. Well, if you're gonna reach that goal, you've gotta you gotta get out of debt. Like, yep. you can't you can't do that while in debt. I know people that are like, I just want to buy a car with cash. He's like. I hear all these stories of people that are like, I went to the, the car dealership and I was like, cash. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that's so cool. I yeah. want to be able to do that. Yeah. And it's like, you can. Yes. It takes work. Yeah. You might have to drive a beater for a long time. For sure. Um, sure. Yeah. My van just got paid off. And uh, man, it's I'm going to ride that thing to <laughs> the dirt. Wheels. <laughs> the really? wheels fall off. Um, it's going to be a rust bucket. Uh, but uh, it's because it's setting up space it's exactly. setting a margin for exactly. us and there, there's some people that, hey we talked about how generosity needs to start even in the struggle mm-hmm. but there's a greater level of generosity that you can experience when you are debt free for sure when you aren't being held back by these things yeah so the why is so important yeah uh, you've had moments where you hit those roadblocks and and your why yep. has to be something you look at and read daily yep. it's like okay why am i doing this you know yep. i could actually just stop doing this yep. and don't have to come with all of the the long nights early yep. mornings and the complications of decisions but this is what keeps me going yep. and so i jump over that hurdle i run through that brick wall because my why is keeping me going and then there's going to be some days where the the money may not be there yep. right or the people may not be there uh, but your why is there yep keep the why in front of you and as you uh, navigate that and it becomes who you are and what you're trying to accomplish nothing to hold you back yep nothing to hold you you'll figure out a way you problem solving yeah. you'll you'll have a solution to that problem i love it and you'll keep on pecking away that's good stuff all right our closing thought uh his last point greed to generosity mm-hmm. uh we are we are born greedy yep. uh and it takes work to go from from greed to generosity i see it it i feel like it's easier for some people that have just a that spiritual gift uh maybe mm-hmm. or or whatever but i, I think that it's attainable for everybody for sure. Um, but uh, the, the scripture says, you know, where your treasure is there, your heart will be mm-hmm. also. Um, and it's it's really it's this. Do you have a, a heart for generosity? There's another scripture that says uh, something about God loves or God blesses the, uh, the man with a generous eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that always stood out to me, this this concept of a generous eye. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like that's a weird body part. Uh, to be generous right <laughs> um, but it, it was like shouldn't it be heart like has a generous heart right. but it's like it no it's your eye it's it's what do you how do you see the world yeah how do you view people and i think greed is when we look at ourselves and mm-hmm. generosity is when we look at others yeah and scripture is pretty clear that as followers of jesus as disciples our job is not to look at ourselves mm-hmm. our job is to look uh, at others and so just being able to just walk in a room and bless somebody the more you do that kind of thing, the more you live generously. Mm-hmm. I've found, and maybe you can attest to this, I found the more generous I am, the less greedy I am. Yep. 
and the more I'm, I exercise generosity, the less I even have to worry about greed creeping over my life. And it'll, it'll sneak in every once in a while yeah. in weird ways, like sure. last, last slice of cake. Yeah. Greed just kind of creeps <laughs> in all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, but, but the more I'm generous, the yep. easier it is to live generously. What, what are your thoughts? I agree. I agree. Uh, I think the, the generous eye is someone who intention of looking, yeah. seeing mm-hmm. opportunity to be generous. Yep. Uh, and their eye is that that way because yeah. their heart has always been that way. Yeah. And to your point of the more that you're generous, the more you can see opportunity to give and support and to help. Yeah. Greed it's hard for greed to sneak in, yeah. to creep into because you're looking for moments and opportunity yep. for it. Um, and, and every day that we, we strive as a disciple of Jesus Christ to be generous with our lives, uh, we're talking about this with our students of generosity is loud, mm-hmm. you know, but I love uh, that. loud and quiet because it's loud enough because you need people need to see and, and, and know that we are uh, a generous people. Yeah. Right. We're give We're giving. Well, and it's it's loud in the life of the person that's been blessed. Yes. Like there have been times when somebody handed me a gift card and they're like, I just want to bless you. Like no big deal. And like, let me tell you, that was a big deal <laughs> when you're looking at, you know, zero dollars and 92 cents For in sure. your bank account and your stomach starts growling mm-hmm. and somebody hands you a, a gift card to a restaurant and you're like, God bless you. Like that, <laughs> that, that speaks so loud. It does. And, and it, it may have been a whisper for them. Absolutely. But for the person receiving that blessing, that is huge. Yes. Generosity is loud, but it should also be quiet enough in humility yeah. and humble before yeah. the Lord. Because yeah. giving a gift card and running to the corner. And hey, everybody. Saying, I just look gave. What I just did. <laughs> Aren't I great? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You have to be careful of that. Yeah, but for sure. ultimately, we need to. I love that balance. Yeah, you got to have it. You got to have it. And I think it's important. But generosity is a matter of the heart. Um, and generosity keeps you humble yeah and, and it doesn't allow for that greed to creep in and and mess up everything yep so generosity should be quiet for you and loud for them mm-hmm. I like that yeah I'm gonna steal that one good stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right then throw you on the spot uh, we talked about looking for ways to be generous where yeah. do you look like what for Harry when you're like I need to be generous what are you looking for who are you looking at what, what is that process I think it changes um, okay. throughout the year um, because there might be a season where um, for an example we, we have a life group couples life group right now and, and we've we've been very intentional and, and generous and mm-hmm. just serving them yeah and 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 so um, because in this season that's who we're serving right yeah. it's yes it's easier to be generous in that yeah. space uh, but I, I love that I have the generous eye you know I, I look for any opportunity email text come through hey X Y and Z on it, yeah. you know, easy, say yeah. less, cash out. I mean, yeah. randoms, you know, yeah. some of my students that are off in college right now, random yeah. cash apps, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think it it all varies, yeah. you know, depending on the need. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a need. You know, I know yeah. that there are some friends that I, I have. Thank you for saying that. That are well off better than me. Yeah. But it's just some about the posture, yep. right, to know that somebody is willing to give. Yep. Even when they know I don't need, yep. they receive that. They're like, wow, I did yeah. not expect that. Yep. So the that's always, you know. Yeah, I, I love that you said that because sometimes our, our focus is so much on need. And it sh- there should be a mm-hmm. large portion of our focus on need. But can you be generous with people that don't really even need you to be generous for with? Because sure. it's just a part of your heart. Like Absolutely. For me, like I, I'll buy a meal for somebody that doesn't need me. They got the money in their account. Yeah. They, they can buy that meal. But this is my way of saying, hey, I see you. I love mm-hmm. you. I want to spend some time with you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a guy out to, to lunch this, this week. And I know he's making more money than I am. I know that he, yeah. he could easily pay. But I, I will fight that man <laughs> this week. <laughs> To be the one to pay, absolutely, because this this is my heart. I, I want to be mm-hmm. generous, and uh, I don't ever want to go into relationships or or whatever just looking for what I can take. Absolutely, I want to I want to go into every relationship with what can I give. Yeah, uh, and so for me, that's I, I love that you said that because yeah. sometimes our focus is like, okay, the homeless guy, you know, yeah. we're driving the car, and there's the person with the sign out there, yeah. or the panhandler or whatever and and uh, sometimes our focus is just always on that but mm-hmm. are you looking for ways to be generous with just 
the people in your life because yes. who knows what that generosity could do to open a conversation, open a door, you know, even to say, Hey, well, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, and, and being able to be a blessing to people. Yeah. I think that's huge. Absolutely. I love it. All right. I'll give you one last chance. Your final advice. Somebody listening to this podcast right now. That's got some money issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, um, do you, what do you tell them? I would say it's trying to just kind of circle back to the thought of the soil. Prepare the soil. Get educated. You know, uh, that, that perishing of our people perish for the lack of knowledge, the lack of understanding. Yeah. Just get educated. You know, oftentimes we are overwhelmed and it's hard for us to move forward because we just don't know. Yeah. And the moment you can sit with someone, a coach, right, someone who has been successful in the space in which you're looking to occupy, yep, they could really shine some light and allow for your curve to straighten up more. Yep because of their experiences. So I would definitely start with someone that could just help you, get yeah. you started. And then from there, put action into steps, small steps. Yep. Don't get so overwhelmed by the big goal yep. of, man, I want to own this many yeah, yeah, pieces yeah. of property. I want to yeah. have all of those. Great. Yep. That's going to keep you moving forward. However, take the step for tomorrow yep. and not the step for five years yep. later. You know, yeah. don't get overwhelmed with time because five years can creep up on you just like this. I like. woke up one day and I had gray hairs. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but take the step for tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Win tomorrow and yep. continue that process. Yep. And as you look up and look back and say, wow, yeah. we've accomplished so much yep. in a year's time. You look back and you celebrate your wins. Yep. Now you're prepared mentally, emotionally. You kind of you have some disciplines in place to then move on and start. Yeah. Now you could speed up that process, and right. that's what usually happens because now I'm to the the point of the the revolving or the um, the snowball effect, yep. right? As things you establish, things may start yep. off slow, but then that thing will start to roll. It gets bigger and bigger. It builds faster and faster. And you'll look up and say, "Wow, how yeah. did I end up here owning this much?" Yep in real estate or investing this such or now look at my business now has went from just the surface level yep. to now growing deep roots and becoming uh, a beneficial and profitable yep. business. I love it. The principle is how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> one, one bite, bite at, at a time. time. <laughs> Come on now, one bite at a time. And so if you've got if you've got financial issues, yeah. what's the one bite you can you can take today? Yeah. Uh, and it may be signing up for one of Joe Sango's classes. Yeah. It may be li- subscribing to his podcast where he's got tips all the time. It may be, you know, sitting down with a budget. Yeah. Um, it what's what's the one bite you can take today? It may be contacting a, a financial advisor. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of different depending on where you are. You may be listening to this podcast and you're debt free and money's good and mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of savings and you're just trying to figure out, OK, what's my next step? Yeah. But everybody's got a next step. Everybody's right. got one more bite to take because that elephant, he big. Huge. <laughs> He's a big boy. Uh, and so one bite so at a time. Cool. All right. Thank you, Harry, for hanging out with Anytime, us, giving man. us some of your wisdom. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about money for the next uh, couple of weeks. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be fun. But we'll see you next time.